Well, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Real Life. I'm Lisa, and today we are going to be talking about habits, good habits and bad habits, and how they affect your mental health and your well-being, as well as your physical well-being. This podcast is not intended to replace therapy, counseling, or seeing a psychiatrist. All information is researched and opinions are my own. I am a mental health inpatient registered nurse and professional content developer. Habits, good and bad, yours and mine. Just just because we've done something for a long time or thought about things a particular way for most of all our lives, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's in your best interest And it certainly doesn't mean it can't be changed. I think that quite often we're prone to going about our lives without challenging ourselves to take a long, hard look at whether or not all of our choices are healthy choices. I'm talking about the conscious decisions we make as well as the subconscious ones that we might not even be aware we're making every day. So... Today, I'm challenging you to take a long, hard look at yourself and consider what habits might benefit from a bit of attention or maybe even a complete overhaul for the sake of your mental health and well-being. When we talk about habits, let's forget about defining things as good and bad because that's where we get into judgment territory. And I think there's already far too much judgment going on in the world. Instead, our focus should be on healthy versus unhealthy habits. I talk a lot about the need to proactively manage our mental, physical, and spiritual health because everything is connected. So with those three forms of health in mind, let's then consider how healthy versus unhealthy habits fit into the equation. The main distinction is whether or not a habit is in the best interest of your long-term mental, physical, and spiritual health. And that means both how it impacts on you as well as how it impacts on the greater world around you. Because what you put out comes back to you, such as in terms of how people then respond to you as you make your way through the world. Only you can really decide if something is healthy or unhealthy for you, assuming you're capable of being completely honest with yourself. Because we all know that human beings can be prone to having an amazing ability to pretend things are fantastic, even when the building's on fire. But a few simple guidelines I would suggest to you to consider are, number one, does the habit have a positive or negative effect on your life? Second thing, does the habit have a positive or negative effect on the people closest to you? And lastly, does the habit have a positive or negative effect on the greater world? Again, it's up to you to determine what's healthy and what's not, but you do have to be brutally honest with yourself. 
So a lot of what I'm talking about today involves challenging you to assess where you're at in terms of habits, both honestly and objectively, in order to then identify what is healthy versus what is unhealthy. This isn't about blame or about beating yourself up over unhealthy habits. This is about saying today is a line in the sand. This is an opportunity for you to assess those things that potentially aren't healthy and to make the changes without judging what has happened in the past. But instead, using today as a clean slate. When we talk about habits, it's about everything you do and say and feel because that is what shapes your reality. There's a quote by an unknown author and it says, it's the small habits, how you spend your mornings, how you talk to yourself, what you read, what you watch, who you share your energy with, who has access to you, that will change your life. I wanted to share that because I think we so often focus on the big habits like diet and exercise and substance use that we completely ignore the fact that everything we do every single day comes back to habit. And so if our habits are driven by choice, then we have an opportunity to look at every aspect of our lives and consider what is in our best interest so we can do more of that. And also what is not in our best interests. So we can do less of it or change it entirely. Our habits have a direct impact on ourselves as well as others. What we do and say matters because even little actions or words can add up to big effects. If you're looking at how you can take control of your mental health and well-being, then I strongly suggest that it's essential to take an honest look at all of your habits and consider how your choices impact on yourself and others. I'm talking about everything here, from what you put in your body through to how your words and actions affect other people. I know it's some big stuff I'm talking about today. I'm going to try to be as non-judgmental and non-preachy as I can because nothing drives people to bad behavior more than telling them not to do something. But let me say just Say this one thing really bluntly. Everything you do matters because that is what creates 
your reality. If you frequently indulge in unhealthy habits, you will be less and less healthy mentally, physically, and spiritually. Fortunately, nothing is irreversible. Positive change just takes time and effort. So, now let's explore that a bit more. A lot of our unhealthy habits are reactions to stress or unhappiness, like overeating, emotional eating. So, in psychology today, um, an article called How to Change Unhealthy Habits made two great points. First point is habits are the things we are so used to that they become our default even when we know better. And secondly, whether it's not sleeping, lack of exercise, poor food choices, or overindulgence in alcohol, we know these things are not healthy for us. Why do we persist? And just as importantly, how can we stop? The trick to getting rid of unhealthy habits is to stop justifying our poor, our poor choices and rewrite the script so we default to where we want to be. The individual choices you make every day equal the choices you make regularly. The choices you make regularly equal your habits. Your habits equal your lifestyle. Your lifestyle equals your mental health and well-being. So if you want to improve your mental health and well-being, then it makes sense that you need to work backwards by examining your lifestyle and then the habits creating your lifestyle and the choices you make regularly that form those habits and then ultimately looking at the individual choices you make every day. Habits aren't just the obvious lifestyle choices like food, drink, exercise. Habits are also behaviors such as choosing to snap at your partner when you're annoyed with them or procrastinating on getting your work done on time or complaining about things to anyone who will listen. Each action leads to an outcome and often unhealthy actions lead to negative outcomes and consequences later on. Each habit is a choice, whether it's conscious or subconscious. It's still a choice. So why are habits such an important part of good mental health and well-being? Well, there are lots of reasons, but the most fundamental one is that every action you take every single day, no matter how small, adds up to become the sum of who you are and how you experience this life. And so... If you're given a choice between feeling good about yourself versus feeling terrible, surely the majority of us would choose feeling good. 
I don't know about you, but I would, I know I would. Having said that, many of us then make choices that aren't in our best interest in the long run, which means we often end up just basically choosing to defer dealing with the consequences to some time in the future, and our future selves get stuck with the results. I'm a firm believer in living for today, but we also need to be responsible by learning from the past and making decisions that set ourselves up for the best possible future which is where taking control of our habits comes in. Like anything, understanding your habits begins with self-awareness. And self-awareness can be messy and painful. Instead of just taking a quick look at our situation and thinking about what we might be able to do to improve things for ourselves, True self-awareness involves taking a long, hard, and brutally honest look at ourselves, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and having some potentially challenging conversations with our true self. Not the one we present to the world, the real one, the one who only you truly know and very few people, if any, ever get to see. Yes, that level of self-assessment can be uncomfortable and confronting for many people, even terrifying if there's stuff you've been avoiding dealing with. But if you're truly serious about tackling the habits that aren't good for your long-term well-being, it needs to be done. In a minute, I'll give you some questions to help you kickstart that self-awareness process in your mind. But let me say, as I do so often, that it's not something you need to go through alone or even should go through alone, especially if there is trauma in your past that may be manifesting in self-destructive behaviors. So as always, I highly recommend that you work with someone like a counselor or therapist so that they can guide you through in a safe and supportive environment. So broadly speaking, when it comes to mental health, there are a lot of habits that do us far more harm than good. I'm sure I don't need to spell them all out here, but suffice it to say, we're not just talking about the big ticket ones like snorting illegal substances or spending all your time around people who put you down. In reality, it's a lot of the small things we do each day that can add up to influence our mental health and our well-being. So if you're interested, uh, there is an article that's called Building Better Mental Health from helpguide.org if you'd like some ideas of effective strategies for addressing some some of the things that you you need to address. Let's talk about changing habits over time. Some key things to consider slash do 
are first self-awareness ask yourself questions like what are the things i do that are healthy what about unhealthy things what things do i get feedback on regularly what patterns appear time and time again in my life what types of things do i avoid some of these can be a really good starting point but it really is about taking the time to sit and understand where you're at then uh, identify what you want to change and more importantly why you want to change and be completely crystal clear about it because your why will help to underpin everything you do to address the habit there is no point in just addressing the symptoms unless you want to waste your time dig deep dig very deep your aim is to address the root cause not just the symptoms which means you have to understand why the habit has formed also research different options and consider your personality slash preferences you don't have to have all the answers and i hate to break it to you but you don't have all the answers anyway so research different options before you settle on a specific approach to changing your habit and make choices in line with your personality if you're not comfortable around strangers at the best of times don't put yourself in a situation where you'll feel vulnerable like being yelled at in in a boot camp while looking uh, a hot mess in front of a group of people you don't know find options that work for your preferences also re replace unhealthy habits with healthy habits sounds obvious i know but you'd be surprised how many times we just decide to deny ourselves an unhealthy habit and then wonder why we don't succeed when it all gets too difficult instead make it easier for yourself by swapping changing your morning mcdonald's breakfast to a healthy but tasty option from that cafe down the road or changing your daily gossip with your bestie about all the people at work who annoy you for a daily joint mindfulness session outdoors for five or ten minutes you can also start small take small steps you don't necessarily need to boil the entire ocean again you don't need to boil the entire ocean nor should you small steps can generate big results over time so if you read for example 10 pages a day that's 70 pages a week and 3650 pages a year enough to get through quite a few books if you write then writing 500 words a day will yield 3500 words a week and 182,500 words a year small steps really do add up to big results results are achieved by the sum of all parts no matter how small 
Improving your fitness one single day won't do it entirely, but all of the days combined will do it. Build gradually. If you're able to, gradually build up over time to increase your results. If you feel that it's realistic and or appropriate. One thing at a time. I know one of my friends tried to quit smoking, quit drinking, and adopt a healthy eating plan all at once. They lasted four days. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Focus on one specific thing. Give it your 100% commitment. Master that and then take on something else if and when you feel ready. Choose a positive mindset. Use positive language with yourself, such as substituting I can't, which is denying yourself, for I don't, which is supporting your own lifestyle choices in an empowering way. Also, measure and track your progress. By doing so, you can see your results more tangibly, which serves to positively reinforce what you're doing. Take a moment to consider the impact on your future self before you do or don't do something. This doesn't always work because we're often hardwired to look for the immediate reward. But something that works for me sometimes is to take a moment to think about what I'm doing to my future self before I act or don't act. Anyway, find that, find what works for you. Be kind to yourself and remember that mistakes aren't the end of the world. They are not the end of the world. They're an opportunity to remind yourself why you're making the change and to focus if you need to. Know your triggers and come up with alternatives. You've no doubt heard that failing to plan is planning to fail, which is why it's important to know your triggers and to be prepared with alternatives if any and when they happen. If you do fail, don't beat yourself up, but do take the time to understand why. Don't just put the change in the too hard basket, but take time to understand and address the, the why behind any failures. Not going to your exercise class. Is it because you're feeling unmotivated or is it because you feel self-conscious in a room full of people? If so, find an alternative that doesn't put you in that environment. No matter what, be kind to yourself, but also don't give up. Reward your progress, no matter how small. And again, remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing and reward incremental progress that you make. Get support. Very important. You don't have to go it alone. Talk to a counselor or therapist. Join a support group. Chat with understanding and supportive family and friends. Remember to take things one day at a time. Just like in the movie, Contact with Jodie Foster, Small Steps, Ellie, Small Steps. You don't have to solve everything overnight. 
take things one day at a time. It makes life a hell of a lot easier. Then constantly review, 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 and refine, redirect as necessary. What served you yesterday will not necessarily serve you tomorrow. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. This is Real Life. I'm Lisa. Stay well.